Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next iteration of the Tax Security Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Firepower Threat Defense 623. We have some new troubleshooting enhancements that we want to cover with you and talk a little bit about. And then finally, we also want to do a little look ahead to Cisco Live US that's taking place in Orlando next week. My name is Kevin Klaus. I'll be your host for today. And I have with me Jay Johnston and Magnus Mortensen. Good morning, guys. Hello, Mr. Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, well, I cannot complain. The weather is nice and it is... Oh, God, what day is it today? Man, I haven't slept very well. Thursday. Thursday. It's a Thursday. Thursday. I like that. Yeah, it was a nice 70 degrees this morning here in the RTP North Carolina area, so we are all in good spirits. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I will not be going to Cisco Live this year, but uh, everybody's in good hands with, with you, uh, given the dropping the firewall knowledge on folks. Uh, what sessions do you have Dropping it like it's hot. Yeah, so, well, at Cisco Live this year, we have quite a few sessions. Uh, in total, we actually have 243 security-related sessions going on. Holy moly, man. Yeah. It's a lot, and 46 of them are firepower related. So for those of our listeners who are going to be going next week, they have a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of, obviously, we all know there's a lot of development and new things happening in the firepower landscape. So plenty to be covered at Cisco Live this year. So what are you presenting on this year? So this year, I will be doing two presentations. I'm doing a four-hour technical seminar on Sunday. That's troubleshooting firepower, firepower, uh, threat defense like a tech engineer. So I'll be doing that with Justin Roberts from our Maryland office. And we'll be going over data path troubleshooting, platform troubleshooting, and a few best practice things and trying to help our, our participants there uh, get up to speed on troubleshooting. What's the uh, class number for that one? That one is TechSec 3004. 3004. 3000 level course. That should be pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. We did present it last year in Cisco Live US for the first time. And then again in Barcelona, we had good turnout. Got some great feedback from the people there. We've implemented a lot of their their recommendations for improvement, so we're pretty excited about the changes that we've made there. Uh, and then we also have BreakSec 3020, which is one that Jay used to present um, in years past. It is focused on ASA troubleshooting. Uh, we do have some architecture, lots of data path. We've added in some new items, such as uh, clustering, some IPv6 examples. Fun, fun. Obviously. Oh, also some of the new enhancements that we are going to talk about on this episode with the packet capture and packet tracer improvements. We've incorporated those as well. So we're excited about some of the updates, and we're looking forward to next week. Yeah, that's a, that is a very good session. It's one uh, I recommend to a lot of people just because it, you know, not only does it give you the in-depth information about, you know, troubleshooting on an ASA, which... Uh, is pretty critical to understanding packet flows and everything else. But even the, on FTD. Even on FTD. Um, Firepower but, threat defense. Sorry. But it does, it, it ages like a fine wine. Yeah. Yeah, it just gets better every time. And we're happy to see you carrying the torch there, Kevin. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's always fun to refresh it, go through and update it with all the changes that we have. Um, you know, get excited about doing it again. And I'm, I'm excited about it this year. I think we actually have a huge uh, number of participants that are registered i think it's over 100 more than we had at us last year so Fantastic. i was a little surprised given that it's you know asa you kind of expect people to be registering for the ftd sessions a bit more but it looks like we've got a lot of interest in troubleshooting asa and like you mentioned jay the troubleshooting methodology uh, in a asa the lena troubleshooting if you will is directly applicable to those uh running ftd so maybe people are just realizing that a bit more and they, they still see the value in the asa session are you going to lug all this uh, podcast equipment to orlando Good question. So I know that uh, Jay, you and Magnus in the past have done some Cisco Live sessions uh, for the podcast. And this year I have decided to take up that mantle. So yeah, I'll be lugging uh, the, the Pelican case and all the recording equipment down there. We'll be recording uh, and interviewing some of the sp uh, security speakers in the Cisco Live speaker room, uh, trying to get some of their 
insights about what to look forward to at Cisco Live. We also want to ask them a bit about what's new in their technology. What are they excited about? Because this is a security podcast, not just a firewall podcast. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we got speakers from VPN. We've got speakers from our AAA technologies coming in. So we're really excited to uh, pick their brain a bit and get some information out of them and, and see what they're up to at Cisco Live next week. Very cool. Very awesome. Quite nice. Well, uh, I guess, well, without further ado, uh, you kind of prefaced this episode talking about some of the troubleshooting enhancements that are coming in or actually are already here uh, in Firepower Threat Defense 623 and then also the sort of changes that are corresponding on the ASA side as well that uh, our listeners can use. This is uh, some stuff that you can do regardless of leveraging a Firepower Threat Defense or just, you know, Lena or just ASA plain basic uh, non-firepower enabled ASA, these kind of troubleshooting enhancements are pretty applicable one way or the other. Uh, so what is uh, one of the top ones that comes to your mind, hang Kevin? Hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on. You said Lena. I what's, said Lena. What's Lena? So you'll probably hear TAC engineers and uh, other folks mention Lena, and that's our term for just the ASA's code itself. So if you think about an ASA, right, you have the data path processing, those capabilities. That to us is known as Lena. L-I-N-A. Silly name, great product. However, uh, when you start to look at things like firepower threat defense, it's really the sort of marriage of the firepower capabilities and then the ASA's Lena underlying architecture. So uh, when we refer to things like Lena, that's where that applicability comes to both native ASA and then also firepower threat defense because there's a lot of the same code base and capabilities shared between. Yeah, and I guess when we're talking about firepower threat defense, which is a product and it has, you know, the best of the source fire side of things and or the firepower side of things and the um, legacy ASA data path side of things, we don't, yeah, when, we, when we're referring to sort of the different capabilities of the product, we don't want to call it ASA because that's, that's, that's like the other product. So we use the internal code name Lena to refer to it. Um, to refer to that portion yeah. of you'll the hear product. Ta- yeah, from a technical perspective, you'll hear that from our TAC folks if you're talking with them on the phone or you might hear it in a highly technical presentation, but you probably won't find that anywhere in our marketing slides. But right. it's out there. So just be aware that when we say lean on FTD, we, we mean, yeah, that l- you know layer four and down sort of data path um, layers of the product. Yeah, that's that's an important distinction. We actually came, we, we ran into this sort of what I'll call a conundrum about a year, year and a half ago when we were preparing for Cisco Live for 3004 because mm-hmm. we didn't know what to call it at first, right? We wanted to, we, at first in the FTD context, we were saying ASA and we were like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So we went with the internal code name. And so that is something that, that you'll see a lot of at Cisco Live um, in some of the uh, FTD presentations as we try to uh, differentiate, you know, the, the Lena process that handles the layer two, three, and four functions versus the firepower or snort yeah. uh process as well. You might also hear it referred to as the data path of the platform because it really is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that sort of, if you think of the platform, that's sort of the fast path operations of it. But the complication there is that on the Lena side, there is a specific process called data path. Yeah. So, right. you know, uh, this is the hierarchy of these different types of systems. You're going to have different things at different layers called different stuff. So anyway, that's when we say Lena, we mean um, that sort of classic ASA portion of the product. So anyway, just... Uh, just a brief, uh, just a brief tangent, inter- tangent, brief segue, yeah. although important, important tangent. Um, but yeah, so one of the items that uh, has entered into the uh, areas of troubleshooting that we're really interested in are some improvements to Packet Tracer. I love Packet Tracer. We all love Packet Tracer, Jay. I know we uh, every time we've ever presented at Cisco Live, we always ask the crowd, 
Who loves Packet Tracer? And the crowd goes wild. Well, like the home team just won so the World Series. when I was presenting, I don't know, like three or four years ago. Yeah. Okay. I can tie this back. So yeah. three or four years ago, um, we were lobbying the engineering team to improve Packet Tracer. And what we did was I recorded a video at my Cisco Live presentation. Well, you recorded it, yep. I think, yep. Magnus. And, and I said, okay, here, who in the audience of, you know, 300 people, who loves Packet Tracer and uses it every day? And a bunch of hands went up. And it was great. It was like 90% of the people. And then I said, well, we want to make it better. How many of you think that's a really good idea? You know, to yell out if you want us to improve it and make it even better for fire, you know, the firepower threat defense product and everything going in the future. And everybody goes, woo. And they loved it. And so I took that video that you shot Magnus and we showed it to the folks in engineering. We said, Hey, you know, this is a really great feature of the product. Um, we need to make it even better. And, and, and two things came out of that. One was the unified packet tracer with snort. So, um, so as now, you know, in the firepower threat defense product, you can packet trace a packet as it moves through the Lena data path and then up to, um, the, you know, uh, threat defense, uh, inspection engines and then back down. So that was great. Um, you can, you know, we have that, what we call unified packet tracer. And then we've also got some things we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Before we jump into the enhancements though, I just want to just, uh, piggyback off what you were just mentioning, Jay, just a little bit, um, some of you may recall if you've used ASA with Firepower Services and you did a packet tracer on that platform, you see all the what we'll call data path Lena steps that are invoked, right? All the different checks that we go through. And then you would just see a redirect uh, step in there. Where, Into the ether. Right. It's, it's, you know, SFR redirect or something like that it would be called, right? So that just means we're sending it off to our SFR module or SourceFire mm-hmm. module for processing. But the only way you really knew whether or not it was coming it was getting permitted as if you saw it go out or if you saw it come back across the data plane using what a capture using yeah packet captures things like that and so there was no information that you could just look at right there to see what is actually happening and so um, as jay was mentioning now in firepower threat defense not only do you have all the the lena processes but you also get feedback from the snort process that tells you a, am I allowing this packet? And what specific rules you're hitting, what application type it is, the key pieces of information that you need from Snort to figure out what's going on at that level without having to then jump into the, the you know the unified CLI and doing something like a firewall engine debug or a firewall yeah. engine trace, which are very useful. And we'll talk about that at Cisco Live, but it's great that that's all encapsulated now into the packet tracer or capture with trace option. One logical workflow, one place to look, which is, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, on the topic of some recent enhancements to Packet Tracer that come to mind, um, one that I really like is this new option where you can actually have the packet transmit using Packet Tracer. Originally, the intent of Packet Tracer was to simulate the packet and drop it before it would actually egress the firewall or egress the device. So you would simulate the packet, Packet Tracer input, blah, 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 blah. You hit enter. The, a fictitious packet is generated and injected into the ASA and it would go as far as the egress and then stop. What we've now allowed is for the option that you can end, add to the end of packet tracer, which is called transmit. And that lets the packet actually leave the device and go on its merry way, following the routing table, following the rest of your network to either a device where it'll get dropped or a device where it'll po- perhaps get a response. Let's back up. Sure. Packet tracer. Uh, why do we love it? You said that it goes through and simulates a packet on going through the different functions of the ASA. But like how deep does it, I mean, 
how deep does it actually go? What is an example of a type of problem you would use to solve this? It goes real deep. I know. Yep. Yeah, deeper so, than I can go. Uh, so one <laughs> one thing I would say, Jay, is you know one of the anecdotes I give a lot to customers, you know, when pitching Package Racer is, you know, let's say that you're trying to troubleshoot a connectivity problem that the CEO is having, right? And you know his IP address, and you the know the CEO. Yeah, you know, it's high priority P1 type situation, of course, but you can't. You can't necessarily just call the CEO up and say, hey, try to go to the website because he's in meetings all day. Well, Packet Tracer, it allows you to use the CEO's workstation's IP address and simulate the packet as if he were testing for you. So the beauty of it is you don't have to actually go out and generate the traffic, which can, you know, obvious challenges, you know, can be there when doing that. So you can just simulate whatever you want, and you can see whether or not the ASA or the FTD device is going to actually pass the traffic and what policies it's hitting. And you, you've probably heard us refer to um, the firewall as like an assembly line, almost like a factory where in through your ingress interface comes a packet, a series of steps ranging from access list checks, ingress routing checks, egress routing tra- checks, NAT checks, policy checks, service policies, the whole list of possible things that your firewall does to a given packet or connection as it's going through. Um, that's very much like an assembly line. It can get dropped on that assembly line for any particular reason, any policy violation, ACL blocking, etc. And then if all is well, the packet finally egresses. What Packet Tracer allows you to do is validate each one of those checks and steps and let you see if any of them is the cause for dropping a specific packet or dropping a specific connection. And we use this a lot. It'll it'll actually show you say what NAT rule your traffic is hitting and it'll act allocate the xlate for it mm-hmm. and then actually build the connection so that's nice um you can use that to troubleshoot diag- you know diagnose complicated nat rules i like that one or if you need to build a bunch of nat translations on the asa you could run a script that um just runs packet tracer a lot and then you could build those xlates that's fun to do uh yeah so it's really it actually shows you what the asa does with the traffic and it's i guess the number one troubleshooting tool we've got besides logs yeah um i would say but again it was always about simulating that packet and never really impacting the rest of the network to simulate it but now with the transmit option you actually allow that packet that you have fictitiously created using packet tracer to leave the firewall and go throughout your network Um, we've been playing around with it in the lab we think it's pretty cool it's almost like a little single packet traffic generator, if Mm -hmm. you will. And uh, if you take the example of injecting a TCP SYN packet, so let's say I want to simulate, back to your example, Kevin, uh, the CEO's laptop going out to a web server, and I concoct a packet tracer statement that would match that, and I attach the transmit keyword to the end of that, the SYN packet, as it goes to the egress interface, will be allowed out onto the network, route perhaps through the internet to the web server, the web server may respond with a SYNAC, and you could see that kind of traffic in an interface capture. What's really interesting is we're actively building the connection on the firewall. So if you do the output of ShowCon, you'll see that connection get built. So it's really as though the laptop on the inside or the CEO's computer, whatever, actually sent that SYN packet. If the web server responds with a SYNAC, that will come back through the firewall and be transmitted back to your CEO's uh, computer to actually prove you have an end-to-end connectivity capability. Yeah, I guess that's the key is like you can use this to really um, simulate 
the full sort of packet experience through the firewall and we're simulating everything. Now, but why would I use this versus a feature we've had for a while, which is TCP ping? So it, it would be a bit different. So TCP ping is going to source it from our inside interface, you know, from our ASA inside interface or, mm -hmm. or FTD inside interface. Whereas with packet tracer, one of the big use cases I would see for the transmit option is before we are we're limited to assessing the policies inside the device itself that we're troubleshooting, in this case, the firewall, right? We're making sure that it, it's allowed through, but what happens once it leaves? And with without the transmit option, we really don't know because it's just simulating the packet. Now we can determine is you know is the packet getting all the way to the destination server is it doing is it responding with a synac is the port open are we getting a reset you know what because it could be any of those things right but without the transmit option we're not really putting the packet on the wire so we don't really know that well, i think one other difference is that uh, tcp ping only worked with tcp you could That's say right. ping tcp sure. you can't ping udp there was no notion of you know opening a socket or a response and so now yeah you can with packet tracer you can generate traffic, real life traffic on the wire for lots of different protocols, which is helpful. If you're troubleshooting a problem with, you know, yeah, IP protocol 47, right? You can, uh, you can generate that traffic and send it and uh, verify with captures on both sides if, if you're receiving it. So that's really cool. So yeah, the transmit option, definitely a, a wonderful, um, a wonderful new feature. And what we're, we're testing on version 992 in the lab, I think it was made available in 991. I'm not yep. exactly sure. I, it that's was it 991? Mm -hmm. Okay. But here's a good question for you, Mr. J. So if you were to send with this TCP, it obviously sends a SYN packet. If you do UDP, what is it sending within the UDP payload? Um, I don't, I haven't tested it, uh, but you have. I'm guessing that by default, it sends no payload. It sends a 60 byte, just UDP packet with no UDP payload. So yep. the entire packet, 60 bytes. Um, so it's basically just an empty UDP packet. Yeah, it's like yeah. mailing a letter with nothing inside it. Yeah, just the envelope. Just to verify that you got it. Interesting. But it's a nice feature. Um, we recommend our listeners play around with it, get familiar with uh, you know looking at some captures on egress and ingress, see how uh, traffic actually behaves, watch your syslogs. You'll see connections being built, translations, and everything else. Uh, it's a really welcomed addition to the packet tracer family. Well, that's transmit. What else we got? There's not not just transmit came in with this packet tracing yes. enhancement. What else we have? So there's a persist option. Yep. So of those of you who are running cluster environments, we have the ability to not just see what the initial cluster unit is doing with the packet, but as it gets redirected to perhaps, let's say it, the return packet comes through, hits one of the slave units, has to go back to the master or the owner unit, right? We All we would see previously is, I don't own this connection. I'm redirecting it to unit X, you know, whatever the number was of the unit. Um, and that was it. We then have to go and look on that unit, you know, do a, a CCL capture, hope to get it there. It gets really complicated. But now it's a persistent packet tracer, meaning we can also see what actions are being taken on that packet by the unit that it is redirected to. So again, simplifying the workflow to troubleshoot the packet, getting all the information in one location with one command. Yep, and so you would use the persist keyword uh, run your packet and then do sh uh, cluster exec show packet tracer and you can specify and then it'll dump you out all the packets that matched that session uh, when you sent the first packet or you can if you've got multiple sessions going you can specify the unit ID that generated the first packet and it'll bring it'll just show you the output for that one session so anyway um, if you've got clustering enabled and you want to diagnose traffic across your cluster 
obviously you've got captures. That's a really great one. But if you want to generate traffic and actually test the policies on your on your device and also how the traffic is treated when it's forwarded around, use Persist. Okay, there's one other really cool one out there. What is it? One other option for Packet Tracer. Well, it's kind of a uh, two-part really cool feature, and it all relates to the concept of secrecy. Ooh, I love secrets. Ooh, secrets. Um, so one of the challenges we've, uh, well, that's actually more of a capture improvement uh, coming up, but uh, one of the things that's interesting with Packet Tracer that we've added is the ability to simulate inbound VPN traffic. Like tunneled traffic. Yes. It yes. Originally it was called, I think, they wanted to call this feature the tunneled or something. Yeah, tunneled, but, tunneled packet or something. And we're, we said, no, we don't uh, like that. That word doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so, Kevin, tell us a little bit about what they're doing with this feature. Sure. So, you know, with our VPN teams hit this all the time, right? Our VPN TAC teams, they're always, w previously, when you're trying to troubleshoot VPN traffic, you know, it always comes in as ESP or TLS, you know, depending on if it's AnyConnect or site to site. So your tunnel's up. So your tunnel's up, right? So it's not like your tunnel's flapping or something like that where you troubleshoot a bit differently, but it's just that maybe a certain flow or flows across the tunnel mm. are having either packet loss issues or getting, you're not making it all together. And it's really hard, you know, you'd have to look at timestamps, packet lengths. Things like that that, you know, are semi-scientific. You know, it's it's kind of a needle in a haystack sometimes with a lot of traffic, especially. Especially with the policies. Yeah, I think. right. Like, okay, I've got all these tunnels up. All right, my ASA is going to be sort of a, 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 a hub router. I need to get traffic back and forth between spokes. And I want to test it with packet tracer. And I want to nat the traffic sometimes. Yeah. I want my phones natted to my whatever, and then the fax machines do something else. Yeah, uh, yeah it can get complicated, and so... We and the firewall team, were, you know, when they come to us for help with the policies, like, we're like, no. just run Packet Tracer. Yeah. Let's do Packet Tracer. Just run Packet Tracer. And then they would go and they'd run Packet Tracer, and they would, you know, use, like, the remote ends yeah. uh, subnet IP, and they'd say it'd come in the outside, and it would get dropped. Why right. would it get dropped? It would say it was a spoofed packet, because it's expecting that packet to come through a tunnel so it can be decrypted yeah. in the policy. Remember, the ASA will take that packet you told it to inject to trace, and it will craft the packet and put it in the receivering of the interface you specify. So the ASA literally thinks it just received an unencapsulated packet that should have come over. Should have come over the tunnel. And it's like, whoa, whoa, this ain't cool. Uh, yeah. So that's where this feature comes in. Yeah. So this feature, you know, I was just talking to some of the, the technical leaders over in the VPN team the other day, and this is an extremely exciting feature for them. So for those of you who are listening that have to troubleshoot VPN tunnels or, or especially packet loss, performance, any type of, uh, issues on VPNs aside from a tunnel up, tunnel down scenario. This is this is like gold because now you can simulate a packet as if it were encrypted. It came in, it hit it hit an SPI and got decrypted, and then you can see what would what would happen to the packet after all that. Like encryption. what NAT rules, what ACL rules. It it just kind of takes VPN out of the picture because you want to evaluate what the ASA would do to that packet exactly and yeah. so yeah this for obvious reasons this gives you a lot of it speeds up your vpn troubleshooting you don't have to go through and capture the ingress side and then make a bunch of hypotheses guesses. Yeah. yeah or educated guesses about what's yeah. happening on the other end it gives you uh, much much more ability to troubleshoot vpn issues like that now carrying on with the uh, the whole concept of vpn um similar to packet tracer there were some changes to our capture capability our favorite feature on the firewall, being able to capture packets. Um, I know from my many years of troubleshooting firewalls that when a VPN is typically in the picture, our hands are tied and our eyes are blind because we capture on the outside interface 
ESP packets. We don't know what's in them. We don't. We can't tell. Uh, I remember a lot of times trying to uh, take a hazard of a guess at uh, what could be in those encapsulated packets by looking at the size of yeah, the packet. Yeah, that was always fun. You would yeah. send pings. Like, all right, I'm sending a 60, 60 byte ping. Plus, uh, plus 40 bytes for the header. Or, or IPv6. Guys, I use my router on the other end to mark a DSCP value, and yeah, I'm yeah. looking for those yeah. DSCP values. Like, does that get copied over to the outer header, or Am I gonna send say, it yeah. inner header? So basically, it was a bunch of guessing, and yep. we'd come up with some. You'd be like, send five answers. packets. You'd like, yeah. I sent them. Oh, I lost them. Yeah. I can't see them because Who knows? all this other stuff. Yeah. But that problem has now been solved, and the crowd goes wild. Yay! Uh, hooray! Yay. Um, so the capture functionality on the ASA, we can now capture the packets after decryption. Mm. Okay, so that's key here after decryption. So after the firewall's already um, unencapsulated and sort of removed. Uh, the veil of encryption on those packets, we can look at them before they get processed by the ASA's security path. Now, by all the policy we had paths. this. Uh, we had something similar to this previously. It was um, you could you could you would capture traffic after like TLS encryption, but I think that was just for HTTP like protocol like TLS mm -hmm. or SSL. It wouldn't have worked for IPsec or like any connect style connections it was just for i think it was just for um like tls connections things like phone proxy and tls proxy uh so this is what we've got now is really what we've needed for a while uh which is that full decrypt capability and it includes both ssl and ipsec uh yep. decryption which is good so all very Capture. exciting i mean these are some really key serviceability changes to our product that uh, would hopefully not only make the lives of TAC engineers better, but definitely our listeners and customers out there who are tackling the same kind of problems that we do day in, day out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, I mean, just to throw an anecdote out there for those listening, I mean, you can use this, let's say you have a user that's using AnyConnect out at, out at their house somewhere, or, or it's a branch office, doesn't matter, and they're having trouble getting to some internal server resource or any resource at all, right? And you see traffic coming from their internet IP address. It's, let's say it's coming in ESP or TLS, but you don't see it leaving the ASA, right? So it's difficult because the packet tracer just shows it hitting the VPN decrypt option, but it doesn't really show you much after that, right? So now you can do this, use this decrypt option so that you can see, okay, we get the packet, we decrypt it successfully, we are subjecting it to these different checks. And in a lot of cases, you'll probably see that it's getting dropped or misrouted or something like that. Um, in any case, if you don't see it there at all, then you at least also know that there's probably some sort of issue with decryption or it's not making it across the tunnel at all. So it gives you a lot of ability to get more insight in a very quick manner um, how, you know, where the trouble, where the traffic is being lost across those VPN tunnels that otherwise would be very difficult to ascertain. Yep. The other thing you can use it for is um, if you're rolling out a new site or you're, you know, you need to configure a brand new ASA or FTD device, um, get it up and working in a lab, bring up the interfaces so they're up up and then you know configure it with your policy and then test your policy you know figure out what your most important flows are you know the you know servers off the banking interface need to be able to connect to the atms off the wan interface cool all right well uh you think you've got it programmed correctly it's not in production yet go ahead and packet send some packet tracer um simulated packets and it'll tell you whether that traffic would have been permitted or not uh are your is your access policy correct are your net rules looking correct? Um, all that. So it's a great, it'll give you confidence that um, the thing is, the, the, the policy is in input correctly. And you can test it before you put it in production, as opposed to just swap the cables, go. You know, that's always fun. So 
Um, we use this to solve problems all the time. Um, yeah, we were using it in the lab the other day just to test some customer policies that they had given us their show run, and we pulled it in. We didn't need to run the commands on their device. We just loaded up in the lab and on a virtual ASA and then just ran the package tracer commands, saw that it was hitting the policy, the correct policy. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, great new features. It's, you know, it's wonderful to see that a feature that's been around for so long is still getting engineering resources. Still getting a little bit of love. Mm -hmm. Yep, still getting new features that are extremely useful. So um, it's very encouraging to me. I'm, uh, hopefully it's uh, also very encouraging to those of you out there that use these features on a day-to-day -day basis. If you troubleshoot any sort of data path issues on an ASA or FTD and you don't use these tools, you're doing something wrong. I highly encourage you to go check out Packet Tracer, Packet Capture. Um, come see us if you're going to Cisco Live. Definitely come check out, you know, BreakSec 3020 is a breakout session. You can register and come to it. And we encourage you to do that. It's on Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. next week, down in Orlando. Well, we hope to see you there. Um, one other thing we wanted to mention on this show before we wrap up too much is FTD 623. You know, this has been high on, on everyone's radar lately. 623 is where you want to be. 623 is where you want to be, yeah. You should so. be in marketing, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Only puns and rhymes. Yeah, so 63 came out end of March, and uh, you know we look at it here uh, internally, and I, and I think we've told a lot of customers this too, is that it is sort of more of a stability release. We held off on putting many new features in there. Most of the new features were related to stability, performance, things like that. We've heard some really good feedback from customers yeah. thus far. Yeah, I anecdotally, I mean, I, I troll through Reddit on a regular basis, and mm -hmm. I've seen a couple of threads where people were really applauding the fact that uh, 623 has been great for them, and they recommend that, or 6231 uh, as a version, essentially the latest in 623. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, you know, we, you know obviously with, with any product, you know, there's, there's always room for improvement, and, you know, things like deployment reliability has been greatly improved in 623. Just overall uh, product quality has, has taken a large step forward, so... Uh, we've we've talked to some tech engineers as well, and um, they've reported the same thing. So if you're not on 623 and you're struggling with FTD, remember what Jay said: 623 is where you want to be. So um, just uh, just that try to get on that you, version. Jay. I yeah. promise you that will haunt you. Who's the band at Cisco Live this year? Who's the? I'm sorry. Who's the band? Who's the band? We have Sam Hunt coming, and okay. there's a slew of other ones. I don't recall all of them, but it's sort of a a festival customer appreciation event this year it's not like just a concert i think they're gonna i don't know how all the details or how they're gonna do it but uh it's on wednesday night i believe thursday night thursday night i think cool. i forget anyway you guys will know what it is if you're going to cisco live orlando um we'll see you there sam hunt concert there's a lot of there's like four or five other bands uh, that are going to be there and CCIE it's be party? Time. cci so, party yep i'll be there and um kevin kevin we be be wearing a short skirt and a long short jacket, hot pink yes. skirt and so a bright it is, red jacket. Uh, it is uh, Sam Hunt cake. Cake's cool. Uh, Cake's yeah. cool. Cake's cake. cool and delicious. Uh, Leon Bridges, uh, a band called Refugee, which is a Tom Petty tribute band. Should right. be interesting. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. And then, uh, well, okay, this one's called Slippery When Wet. Uh, we'll just let that one slide. No pun. Um, <laughs> and that's a Bon Jovi tribute band. So it looks like you had a five-act musical yeah. lineup to uh, entertain yourself out there in Orlando uh, in sunshiny Florida. And we hope to see some of our regular uh, listeners out there. Maybe maybe Werner will be there. Werner. Don't know. Werner. Werner. We're hoping to see you there, buddy. And uh, yeah. Well, 
go find Kevin. Go find Mr. Kevin. Yeah, he look, will report back to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come look for me. Um, yeah, hit me up on. He'll be uh, wearing a podcast T-shirt. Yeah. You'll yeah. see him. Yeah, send me an email. You know my name, Klaus at cisco.com. Just let me know if you want to meet up. I'd be happy to do that. I'll be there all week. Yep. Go um, to the technical solutions clinic and go talk to some tech engineers that love talking firepower. Uh, yep. That's always good. You can just walk in. Uh, they scan your badge. You can just walk in, go up to a whiteboard. Um, we've got every tech team. Every uh, technology. There. And there's yep. going to be a couple. Uh, there's going to be a, a gentleman or a lady from our tech teams, and you can just talk about whatever you want. You can talk about packet tracer. You can talk about packet captures. You can talk about API functionality in the ASA. You can talk about uh, some really cool new FTD features. You can talk about Firepower Defense Manager. You can talk about anything, and and they're there to answer questions. Or Go you can up. say, "Where's Kevin?" and they'll yeah. find you. And <laughs> yes. then uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hit me up on, and they'll they'll drag me over there. So. Uh, yeah, go out there and ask them. You know, what do you think about the new decryption feature of Packet Tracer? Love it. You know, put it, put them on the test. You know, see see if they're up to date on their nine nine one and go. later. I like that stuff. Yeah, walk up to the walk up and uh, use these uh, show the show information here to to pick their brains and uh, it's your moment to show them that you know more than the tech engineers do. There you go on on a particular feature. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, why not? All right, so. Uh, that's six two three. That's or Cisco Live Orlando. That's the new packet capture improvements. Um, we're really excited about all of that stuff going on. Hopefully, you'll join us or be joining us, I should say, next week at Cisco Live in or down in Orlando. Nice, hot, steamy Orlando. Should be a, a good time. If you are joining us, avoid the alligators. I hear that they're everywhere. At least that's what someone told me this morning walking down the halls of TAC. Uh, so look out for those. Um, but also, uh, in all seriousness, check out our show notes for examples. We're going to post some examples of how to use some of the packet capture improvements and things that we have mentioned during this show. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. You know, hit us up, security podcast feedback at cisco.com. Also, Cisco Tech Podcast on Twitter. You can follow us there. But let us know what you're interested in hearing about. We're going to be doing additional uh, episodes coming up. We have one that we're, like we mentioned during this show, we will be recording at Cisco Live with some of the speakers, uh, just focusing more on Cisco Live stuff and what's exciting in the, the various security technology areas. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you uh, what you want to hear, and we'll do our best to uh, to spin up an episode and bring in the the experts from those areas to come in and talk about it. All right, bye, y'all. Adios. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Tax Security Podcast. Six two three is where you want to be. Thanks, Jay. Bye bye. Uh. <laughs> I like your marketing. Six two three is where you want to be.